0: "'Cats don't worry,' I thought, as I pulled two of the three pet carriers from my minivan and lugged them to my back door. I disabled the security alarm and carried a couple fur kids inside. Cats are brave, sometimes afraid, always curious, but they do not worry. How wonderful that must be. Worry had plagued me my entire trip home to Mercy, South Carolina— For the last week, I'd been on a business trip, traveling across a few southern states, selling my handmade cat quilts at craft fairs and cat shows. November can be a sweet month in South Carolina, weather-wise, and offers lots of opportunities to sell my wares. I'd had a successful tour, but my cell phone had not rung once during my journey home. I'd left at least ten messages for my friend Tom Stewart, maybe more, Why wasn't he calling me back? Had I left too many messages and he'd gotten tired of my calls? Or had there been some kind of emergency? With concern a background thrum in my head, I carried in the last cat and the suitcase into my house. As for my three kitties, their plaintive meows to be released from captivity told me Syrah, Merlot, and Chablis felt only relief that their journey was over. No, they weren't worried at all. I opened their crates and set them free, then watched them slink into the kitchen. I loved how cautious they were, not worried, just careful. After all, who knew what creatures might have invaded the house during our absence? They might need to be pounced upon and eliminated. All three cats gracefully crept around the kitchen, noses and tails twitching. But it was the invisible invader that continued to bother me, the one inside my head. I went outdoors again. This was the first real wintry day I'd experienced in a week cold wind blowing, gray skies above. I unloaded the quilts left unsold, again rolling through possibilities as to why Tom was not returning my calls. I went back in the house and set my suitcase by the washer. Before the trip, I'd left a large box in the utility room, and now, as I carefully packed away the remaining quilts, I recalled what had happened the night before I'd left town. Tom and I had enjoyed a nice dinner, and then watched a DVD while cuddled on my couch. He said he would miss me. I knew I would miss him, too. I talked to him on the phone the first five nights while I was away, Then my call started going straight to voicemail. Was it something I said? Problem was, I was so tired during our last conversation, I couldn't even remember what we'd talked about. Did he think I was blowing him off? Merlot pressed against my calf, his warbling meow pleading for me to quit standing around and provide him with food and water. He's a big boy, a red mane coon cat, with a giant appetite. I opened the pantry and took out three cans of tuna cat food, thinking how I should have followed through, phoned my stepdaughter Kara, and asked her to see what was up with Tom. Kara worked part-time for Tom's security business when she wasn't running the Mercy Messenger, our small-town newspaper, or when she wasn't supervising the construction of her new house on the outskirts of town. I snapped open each can, and the noise brought the other two cats racing from wherever they'd been. Chablis, my seal point Himalayan, and Sirah, my amber Abyssinian, were as hungry as Merlot. They never ate much when I took them with me on business, but their semi-fasts ended as soon as we arrived home.